Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to A Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and for this episode I am delighted to be joined by former manager Ronnie Dyla. Norwegian Dyla was a surprise arrival when he took over from Neil Lennon back in 2014 but he guided Celtic to two successive league championships and in his debut season a more than questionable refereeing performance in the Scottish Cup semi-final but paid to a domestic treble. Ronnie's second campaign in charge again saw failure to progress to the Champions League group stages and a defeat to lower league Rangers in the Scottish Cup semi-final seemed to be the final blow for Ronnie Dyla, who departed after two years at the helm. Ronnie's time at the club was eventful. We witnessed Scott Brown's kebab gate, Chris Commons' strop and mould, the development and sale of Virgil van Dijk and the introduction of Kieran Tierney. So sit back and enjoy Ronnie Dyla with a Celtic state of mind. First of all, thank you very much for agreeing to have a wee chat with me today, Ronnie. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah, yeah, that's just uh, nice to be asked. I mean, I think you you will know or you should know that uh, Celtic fans still hold you in high regard over here. So hopefully you're doing okay in Norway. How are things at your uh, new club, Valeringa? No, everything is uh, very good. I enjoy every day. It's a... big club in um, in Oslo, uh, the biggest club in Oslo, uh, but uh, Oslo is not uh, the capital football-wise like uh, Glasgow yet, so mm. we need to build up the club to be fighting with Rosenborg uh, and Molde uh, at the top, so we're taking steps all the time, but um, it's a process that will take a little time. Oh, excellent. So you see this uh, more of a, a long-term project then, Ronnie? Yeah, since three, three to five years. I've been there for two years now. Uh, and, uh, we we had uh, the goal all the time has been that 
within three to five years we're going to fight for top three position every year and uh, this year we hope to be, uh, be top six and, um, and we are number seven but it's only one one point up to the top six is sixth place so we are, we, we, we're getting there we're getting improvement all the time and that's, that's the most important and that's excellent. I think I am among quite a few Celtic fans who try and keep an eye on your progress in Norway. You're one of these uh, individuals, Ronnie, who would always be welcome back to Celtic. Um, is that something that you're aware of? I feel that I have a very good time in, uh, in Glasgow and uh, that I have a good relationship with, uh, with the Celtic fans and, uh, and also the people who work in the club. So for me, it's only positive uh, energy when I, when I think about uh, the time in Celtic and when I think about Celtic. And that's a very good feeling because uh, often this relationship can end in a more more serious way and uh, a negative way. But uh, for me, it was was just um, a very good um, period and uh, in the end also um, the right move for the club and also for myself also to, to move up. Right. I mean, I remember when, when you arrived, Ronnie, you know, hearing your interviews, it filled me and it filled a lot of Celtic fans with positivity. You were very much uh, looking to develop some of the young talents at Celtic Park. What was your vision when you arrived at Celtic? Uh, the vision was to play uh, uh, positive football and also to develop a team that uh, that uh, was young because uh, Celtic had... Uh, uh, is now not in the same position as it was for 15 years ago when they can compete with Chelsea and uh, other clubs about players so they need to think uh, differently and that's why also I come into the job that needed to build an a environment that uh, takes care of and, and educate the young players to to uh, to be um, uh, good of course to be best in Scotland all the time and also get into to Europe but uh, at the same time also be uh, players that can be sold to to more uh, bigger, not maybe not bigger clubs, but uh, clubs that have more money. Sure. And uh, and that was that was the aim. And I think you know that um, we succeeded a lot with uh, many of the players to to develop them. And also now that Celtic are still a very young team, and many of those players is uh, starting their career when I was in the club. Yes, I, I was going to mention some of those players, Ronnie, because you know I remember uh, you your first arrival and you, you, you had some European games, and you introduced Callum McGregor, who had obviously been loaned out for some time. What did you see in Callum that uh, we are all now seeing and we have done for the last few seasons? But you were the manager who identified the, the talent in Callum McGregor. What was it that impressed you about this guy? Uh, very good uh, skills technique uh, in in uh, tight spaces. Uh, he was a very good intelligence uh, football intelligence, and uh, also he he can uh, move a lot and and, uh, and he is a team player. He fights for the team and uh, and play a, play a team much better. So for me, it was uh, still he had to work on. Uh, uh, to be even better frequent in everything you do, to do things with a higher tempo, but he has taking steps all the time. So, so for me, I have a hunger to, to get better, and at the same time, he has uh, 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 
Yeah, I mean some of the other um, individuals that I would mention, and uh, you know Celtic fans do appreciate the fact that they were introduced or they, they certainly were developed under yourself. Uh, one of which was Kieran Tierney, who has turned into an iconic figure at Celtic Park. I mean, when you looked at him as a seventeen-year-old, Ronnie, did you have any concerns whatsoever about throwing him into the first team? Uh, in the beginning, he had uh, troubles with his uh, calf. Calf uh, was always getting cramps after uh, one half and things in the in the second team. And, uh, he played a lot of winger also in the beginning, so <coughs> um, I was very clear that for me he was a fullback. He has to play because he's so good defensive defense and so hard to play against defensively. So the uh, most important thing was to get his body right and at the same time also start playing him every week as a, as a full, left fullback. And, um, and then he took steps very quick and yeah, he's one of those players that you see very early that they're going to reach very far because his uh, hunger was unbelievable that uh, just come on the first team training and the first day and and you, the, the wingers didn't want to play against him because he was so tough and, uh, and that's, uh, that's um, it's like he's a little bit uh, uh, those kind of fullbacks that is, was better before like very good defence and but he has also the offensive thing so that's why he in my opinion is much better than a lot of the other fullbacks because he can defend at the same time he can attack and, uh, and it's unbelievable to see the progress I have and uh, I'm, I'm very happy to see a player like him because he he put so much effort into to be the best and, and he, will, he will get it as well so, so unbelievably fun to, to watch uh, Keane yeah, that's brilliant. And again, you should be really proud of your part in that development, Ronnie. I mean, the difficulty uh, you've already touched on is that Celtic, in the position in terms of finances in Scottish football, we may be faced with the difficulties that we've had with someone like Dembele of a big bid coming in. Is that something that you were you know, really aware of when you took the job that someone like Virgil van Dijk, for example, um, if the bid comes along, you would just have to concede that and, and the player would leave? Yes, I think uh, I was that because uh, the club was very clear in, uh, in the way now in the future that to sell players is uh, one of uh, the biggest uh, uh, chances to, to get in money. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, that was one of the, the things. But at the same time, you need also to win uh, domestically and also do things in Europe. So, so that's a hard task, of course, uh, because the history of Celtic is unbelievable. So, so it's uh, it's uh, it was a tough job, uh, of course. But at the same time, I think um, I think uh, we developed. Uh, some good players and mm. still young and, uh, and also get also a player that uh, has been uh, sold like Virgil van Dijk but also you see Boy Atana also I see also it's uh, interesting for other clubs it's uh, it's many others also who, who do uh, do really well so, so I'm very pleased for, for Celtic and I'm impressed by the the the, the the, the progress that I've done and all the trophies that I've won as well now the, the two last years so yeah. fantastic credit to Brenton Rogers also Absolutely but again you've mentioned uh, Dedrick Boyata that was another individual who came in uh, under your tutelage and you seem to have a, a very good relationship I don't know if it was through yourself or the club Ronnie with Manchester City uh, because of course we brought in Jason Denier and John Gadetti as well um, I mean yeah. 
Boyata has taken a wee bit uh, longer to settle than some of the other guys, but he's developed into someone who was a, uh, you know, a solid performer at the World Cup. Again, over in Norway, are you looking at that and just thinking, you know, maybe a wee bit vindicated that you were uh, there at the early days and you've identified the guy's ability? Uh, can, everybody can see the ability to Boyata, but uh, I have to understand that it's about experience. He was 25 years old, 24, 25 when it comes to Celtic, but he had played uh, five games or something for Manchester City, so he had no experience from the first team. Mm-hmm. So he needed to adapt to play every week in a, in a, in a team, and uh, that takes time. So, so for me, it doesn't, it, it's not about age, it's about, uh, about uh, how many games you have on your belt, and, uh, and he had almost nothing. But now he started to get, uh, you know, a lot of experience and also with the national team. So then he also takes steps, but the potential he had uh, was very easy to see. Again, I mean, one thing that I think is difficult for people coming to Celtic because Scotland, a small nation, is the size of the club and the expectations not only of the board of directors but of the, the fan base, Ronnie. You had some knowledge of Celtic. You had visited um, while you were doing your own research uh, coaching-wise. You were at the Barcelona game, I remember reading. Was the club bigger than you expected, even with all the research that you had done? Yes, of course. You can't. You, when you are a foreigner, I don't think you can prepare yourself for working in Celtic, mm-hmm. like a manager. It's a, it's the club is unbelievable big. I think now also in Norway they don't understand how big Celtic are. When I come back, they are like, yeah, you were Celtic manager, yes, uh, but you can see in their eyes that they don't really understand what it is. Mm-hmm. So when people comes over to see it, then they get uh, almost shocked. So. So I think, uh, as I say, it's very hard to uh, to know what you can expect into this job. You have to experience this, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's uh, you know I was I'm still a young coach, but I was uh, having a small team in Norway, did well with them, and going to Celtic was um, of course a big big step uh, from from going being in Stensholt. So. so it was a learning uh, period for me as well. Uh, so um, I'm. As I said, I did, did things that I'm very proud of, at the same time, things I could do better. Um, uh, but that will, I will always say that, but uh, without the experience, it's, uh, you will never improve either. You need to, to jump into to opportunities and, mm-hmm. and do the best out of it uh, and, and learn from what you experienced there. And for me, that was, <clears throat> I'm much better coach now than I was in for three years ago because yeah. of the experience in Celtic. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, see, when you took over at Celtic, Ronnie, uh, you had ex-players in John Collins and John Kennedy. Um, how much of uh, a help were they? How much of a, a support were they in terms of getting to know the club? Uh, you know, because they had the experience of what the expectations were. Was it a great part of assistance for you to have John Kennedy and John Collins by your side? Yes, it was. I learned a lot from uh, John Collins and, and uh, John Kennedy. I'm, uh, I'm 
I'm, I have to be very grateful for what, what they did uh, for me and for the club as well. I'm still uh, Kennedy is there, so, yeah. so that that's very good. But the, without uh, the team, uh, it's hard to be a coach. But I think also the, the, the I was a very different manager than they were used to because I'm very involving. I'm I'm not into positions. I'm into that we have to be a team and everybody is equal and that we have to um, challenge each other all the time. And that, I think, was a very... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, different from what they're used to in um, in uh, in the past, uh, mm-hmm. and also for the whole department uh, in, uh, in the football department in Celtic, that I was very involved in, and I get people responsibility for the tasks, and uh, instead of being a boss, I was more a leader. Right. Uh, if you see the difference about the, those things, those two things, mm-hmm. uh, and that's um, that's I think something that. Celtic and also uh, I think Scottish uh, Scottish society as well uh, can have something to, to learn but uh, mm-hmm. it's important to lead with uh, with uh, that you involve and that you, yeah, you that you are a, a, a team instead of, of uh, that you lead sometimes with more fear and uh, about position and things that's um, that's quite different from Scandinavia to, to Scotland there was definitely an introduction, Ronnie, a very uh, noticeable introduction of a different culture at the club when you arrived. And obviously you spoke about it, but um, is it difficult sometimes, do you think, for players who have played their entire career within Scottish football to accept some new methods that you might be trying to introduce? Did you find that uh, perhaps some of the, the senior pros who had been in the game for a long time were a wee bit more difficult to mould and, and manage in that respect? Yes, it's a change. Always difficult, you know. It's not only in uh, work; it's also in life. Mm-hmm. You have to do sacrifice, and you need to do other priorities when you're going to improve. And, uh, and then it's always tough to, to get the different things to and makes you unsure, uh, uncertain, and unsure when you when you have to do changes. So, but I think uh, the players and the staff as well have adapted to very very good to a lot of the things. But of course, it was uh, made a big difference. That's what they used to before. Mm-hmm. And that's important when you're just going to develop young talents as well. That 
if the players are scared to do mistakes, then they will always do just uh, the easy things. And then you don't try on the things that you're going to develop. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to have an environment uh, with allowed to do mistakes, but you have to learn from it, do your mistakes over, over time. And then I think you're more easy to develop players that have those skills that they can bring it to the next level. I mean, I've obviously been looking at the two campaigns uh, that you led Celtic through, and on the on the first season, obviously there was the the issues in terms of playing some of your home games at Murrayfield. Now, that's that's another topical subject because the semi final over here. I don't know if you've been following the story, Ronnie, but Celtic and Hearts are playing the League Cup semi final at Murrayfield. Um, as the neutral venue how difficult was it for you to come into a club and your first home games be away from home uh, it was of course a little special at the same time maybe more special for the players people have been to the club in many years because I didn't know Celtic Park so much either so for me Celtic Park was a new experience the first time I go in there as well mm-hmm. so I didn't think so much about that but of course when you see it afterwards you understand how important Celtic Park, Park is and that uh, atmosphere and, and how good Celtic are at home yeah. in Europe. So when you take away that advantage, then then of course you lose something in the in the European Cups mm-hmm. uh, matches. I mean, I remember the the games vividly. I remember the European run, and I felt we were quite unlucky in relation to the game against Inter Milan. Now, how close do you think we were? You know when we were competing with, with Inter Milan. I mean, the three-three game at Celtic Park was a fantastic evening. Um, how disappointed were you that over the two legs we were still knocked out of that tournament? I think you know uh, after a very hard start, we we get into the group, uh, we get better and better during the the, the group stages. Mm-hmm. Um, of the the last, uh, so the second part of two thousand and. Uh, uh, 14-15 we were really really good team we almost didn't concede goals I think we conceded 18 goals in the whole season and uh, I think it was the lowest ever in uh, Scottish football and uh, we had a very good team uh, we were so close to get the triple and at that time as well we were ready for Inter so I felt that uh, we were very close we were very uh, unlucky that we get the very strong back uh, red card after 40 minutes then in, um, in San Siro yeah. So if not, I think we had a good chance to, to beat them because uh, we played really good away game and we lost 1-0 in 85 minutes or something and we had other chances to, to do it. So, But the 3-3 three, three, three game, three game in, um, in Celtic Park were unbelievable, fun and, and fantastic experience uh, with that uh, atmosphere and, and also so many goals and a good football as well. So mm-hmm. that was a highlight, of course. Oh yeah, definitely. It was a highlight for myself as a supporter during that period as well, Ronnie. I mean, you mentioned Virgil van Dijk a few times. He's obviously gone on to incredible success after Celtic. When you uh, turned up for your first training sessions, what was your first impressions of uh, Virgil van Dijk? I think he was uh, not fit enough to 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 uh, be on the highest level. He has unbelievable skills and potential, mm-hmm. but he needed to be better better to train every day and take care of himself better yeah. and I think he progressed a lot uh, during that year to to be more um, conscious about how he lives his life outside football and also how he trained mm-hmm. and uh, I think um, he was 
haft en sengperiod, altså interbrandperiod. He was so good. And after the season again, he wanted to go away. He was very clear that now next step. And I was very hard when I said you should go to to Sunderland or Southampton or whatever. You should go to the biggest club because I think you have potential to be there. But he didn't believe me that that he could get that kind of opportunities. But one year in Southampton, he was already there. So he he came as I said very early. He can be and I soon can be one of the maybe the best central defender in the world. And then you can see really what kind of potential he has. Yeah, but it's interesting that there was still some development there in, in terms of the fitness. You spoke about uh, a 24-hour athlete. Uh, is that what you're referring to there, Ronnie? Someone who needs to live his life off the pitch like th- a top-flight player? Yeah, you need to do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I have so much respect for, and that's important that people understand how hard it is to be playing 60 games every year, plus a lot of them play national team. And uh, training matches, so you can come up to 70, 75 matches a year. And if you're going to do that, you have to play every third day, three in ten, eleven months. And then you can't, you can't afford to to uh, be on the to don't think about what you do outside the pitch. So those players who is, can do that, they are really good taking care of themselves and uh, like. Scott Brown, like for example, you can see that he has always a smile and he's trials to to be really be funny guy and things like that. But I know to see him that he's very good to take care of himself yeah. and he is conscious about everything he does and that's why he's still playing football at a high level and that's why he has played so many years in uh, in uh, in sixty uh, seventy games because mm-hmm. he's so good to take care of himself and train fantastically good every day mm-hmm. I mean what a leader Scott Brown was you know as a captain Ronnie how integral was he uh, during that two seasons for you that's very important it was you know you, you know there's some players you can trust more than others mm-hmm. um, he's very loyal that's one thing you know even though I come in with the club to quite new things he was very loyal and stood behind me uh, all the time and that's important but at the same time also I know that when you go on the pitch you know what kind of uh, um, what kind of levels you need to be at every every week every third day to, to win games and, um, and that experience you take into the squad so at the same time also he's, uh, he's very good in the dressing room yeah. to, to get the players to feel feel good and, and take care of, of uh, the whole squad so it's uh, so he's a lot of things that um, that does that he's a winner. As, uh, but uh, but these things I said now, I think it's the most positive things. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned there about the, the treble, uh, almost winning the treble in the first season. You know, we were one handball away from winning that. How frustrating was that, Ronnie, when it was quite clearly a refereeing decision which, which cost us a place in the final? Uh, that's the worst part of the two years. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say it was hard to see in this against Rangers and also uh, all the things, but to me that was the hardest thing to, to deal with because we were so much better in that semi-final um, in my uh, my opinion we, we get that get robbed uh, from us and, uh, so that's not that's how football is and it's tough to it's tough to to think about that uh, yeah. but uh, that that was 
Absolutely, yeah, and it's a frustration looking back now. Obviously, the first season was very successful. One of the, the big things um, that have been at a point for, for Celtic fans of discussion over the years was the was the outburst in Europe of another one of your, your very popular and experienced players, Chris Commons, who's no longer at the club. As a manager, is it difficult to deal with that kind of situation, Ronnie, or are you much more inclined to accept the apology and move on quickly from something like that? Like Chris, he should be a fantastic player in in Celtic. Uh, in my opinion, he was on the way down in that period when I was in. And I wanted to play a different style, you know, more in, uh, energy, more running, uh, more high pressing uh, transition when you lose the ball, and, and that wasn't the biggest uh, uh, skills that, that Chris had. He was very creative and very good goal scorer. But I think he really worked hard to try to adapt to things uh, that uh, we have. But uh, at the same time, he understand also that uh, the way I wanted to play was not the best to suit it for, for him. So so that's also tough for him because he loves love Celtic. Yeah. He wants to play. He wants to be a part of more of the games that, uh, that he, he had already done. And, and then, of course, in the end, was was coming to a... A more, uh, I was going to say, a, a tough uh, line that uh, he think he was good enough to play, and I think that his time was was maybe getting the wrong way, and uh, and then then you have to deal with that. But I, at the same time, I think we spoke to each other in a good way, and uh, and we were professional, both of us. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's been people in the past who maybe didn't know the club a great deal who have left uh, with the club in their hearts, Ronnie. I mean, when you left, it was quite an emotional farewell. Um, is this is this a, a football club that will always have a special place in your heart? Yes, it is. I don't know about. I want to try to come every year once uh, to, to see. I was over to see the PSG game uh, last year. Mm-hmm. I was uh, with my whole training, my staff here in Moreno. Yeah, and you will also always be welcome back to the club. One final question for you, Ronnie. We're on a run which will hopefully culminate in 10 league championships in a row. You've been a, a huge part of that. Do you think Celtic have it, have what it takes um, to get to the ma- magical figure of 10 in a row? I think so. I think so. I really hope so. so but uh, you also understand that, you see, it's after being so... Uh, Dominant now in so many years, then you know Rangers start to 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 have a better uh, platform to to get better, and also the other clubs is coming after. They will chase you all the time, and, uh, and that then you need to have uh, a very very good uh, discipline and um, a culture that that uh, that's about improvement all the time. Yeah. But. Uh, Rogers is the best manager that uh, Celtic can, uh, can have. Um, uh, they are in very good uh, hands. So um, I think if he stayed to, 
And if you stay to the uh, ten, then uh, then I would really want to come to to celebrate ten in a row. Well, you'll be welcome to the party, Ronnie, because you're part of that, and you always will be part of that. But um, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, sir. I, on behalf of a lot of Celtic fans, wish you all the very best in your future endeavours. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you too. And, uh, I hope, hope all the best for, for Celtic now in the future. We hope to turn in the room. And join us again next week where we will have another guest with a Celtic state of mind. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.